From Relay FM, this is the Pen Addict, episode 383. Today's show is brought to you by Moo. My name is Mike Hurley, and I'm joined by Brad Dowdy. Hi, Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mike Hurley. How are you today? I'm very fine, my friend. Very good indeed. Good, good, good. I am uh, very fine as well. I am back from a trip to Houston, Texas to yep. visit Drum Ghouls, which we will talk about momentarily. But I was just sitting here thinking right before we got started for not having any pin shows. We've had some pin show, pin related travel, you know, mm-hmm. even though you didn't really do anything uh, super pin related uh, in your little jaunt to Copenhagen. We got to talk about the pin store you went to. And then I went on this awesome trip down to Houston. And uh, yeah, it seems like we've been on the road a lot. I, I think I'm in for the rest of the year. Uh, at least I'm pretty sure I am. So uh, you never know what might come up. But um, no travel plans the rest of the year. Um, although you're you're not so uh, you're not so dedicated to the show as me. I don't. I just this just doesn't feel fair. <laughs> You say things like that. <laughs> so let's talk about my trip. It was yeah, fun. Okay. I had a really good time. So I went last Friday down to Houston, Texas, which is where Drum Ghouls is. And thank you to all the fine Drum Ghouls folks for having me down there. And Friday, um, I got in about 2.30-ish in the afternoon to their shop. And it's just the coolest hangout place like it's designed this is more like it's a pretty large retailer i mean it's a very large pen retailer but it's really like a clubhouse for pen nerds <laughs> is what it seems like like that's the vibe you get like there's of course like the the big old montblanc you know built-in store which we've talked about you know their montblanc has its own area but it like it doesn't even matter it's it's just this cool vibe uh, about being in the store and hanging in the store. So I got there Friday and just hung out most of the day. Um, they had a viewing party for the Major League Baseball World Series. The local team, Houston Astros, were playing that night, and I was able to help cheer them on to a victory. And um, oh, Congratulations on that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you did so, it, right? uh, I did it. I did it. So there is a, there is a running joke with that, that uh, I'm the good luck charm because since I've left um, – when when I arrived, so sports ball time here real quick. This is a seven-game series for the championship, right? So the Washington Nationals, who are the underdogs, won the first two games. I showed up in Houston. Houston won the next three games. And then they were off Monday and then played last night where I was, guess what, at home. And guess who won that game, Mike? The Washington Nationals. So now we go to the decisive game seven. And, you know, Houston's only won the games where I have been in Houston, Texas this season. So, uh, you know, take that take that for what you will. I would take it to mean literally nothing. Yes, I figured. I figured. No no, con- no added commentary on, on that at all. Or no, you're good. That Houston yeah. Based Astros sports ball. have a cool uh, kit that you are. They do. They have some of the best in, in the game. So enough of that. But it, anyway, it was what's interesting is that they had a bunch of people show up to a pin shop for a baseball viewing party. There was probably like maybe 30 people at the time like that maxed out. It was probably between 20 and 30 people total. And this game didn't start until 7 o'clock local time. So this was essentially after shop hours. People showed back up to come hang out with their pen friends and watch a baseball game and eat and drink. And it was just a all-around good time. So good people, good crowd, good game. Uh, winning, yay. 
And then the real event was Saturday, and I was just going to hang out while they brought in David Oscarson, who is, makes his own pins, which we'll talk about both of these in a moment, and John Lane, who is the VP of sales for Pilot North America. So mm-hmm. that was the event. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was the event on Saturday. So they were, you know, there from 10 to 4, David Oscarson makes i you might be familiar with his work i'm not totally sure if you are mike he's probably he's been at, he was at dc when we were there but that's not something so like i got getting to talk with david i guess i'll go ahead and get to this now um his pens are not for everybody and he understands that right it's a very high-end luxury jewelry art style of design like i think the base level pins are like around six grand right they're like and they, he makes like eight of them right it's a super specific customer that he has so like david knows that i'm not his customer and like the pen addict you know um readers aren't necessarily his customer but what i got out of talking to david like even though like i will probably never be a customer of his that we could talk about the art and design and the process that he goes through. And you can tell someone who like is really passionate about those things and you get to learn about his craftsmanship, which is really, it's, it's essentially jewelry design the way his pens are designed with this layered enamel and, you know, all these different design elements and looks and styles and rare materials and things like that. So it was a great conversation with David. Um, I've never got to spend time with him before, um, other than just saying hi at a pen show when I see him regularly. And it was cool to learn about that, even though, you know, like I said, like that's not the type of pen that I'm going to use, right? So, but uh, he stays busy. Like he goes down there like every two, three months because he has like a good client base in, in Houston and like his customers came and saw him all day long and he... He showed off like his newest artwork and uh, it was, it was just a really cool experience to get to spend some time with him. Um, and then John Lane from pilot, I had actually never met in all my years of doing this and all my years of going around to shows, our paths had just never crossed in person to where we could even introduce ourselves. So like, this was my first time even meeting him and he brought pretty much everything that pilot does which you that's not a a huge amount right like he can have all of like pilot's standard lineup and one like large like you know 30 pin case or whatever right you know it's your base lineup stuff like the 74s and he didn't bring like the very very small stuff like the metropolitans and the explorers and prayers and things like that but that's from, a great question from tony in the chat room which i don't mm-hmm. think you would answer unless i asked you did he know who you were i didn't see it he did not know who i was okay did he know what the pen addict was uh, yes yes he kind of yeah he didn't totally know ah so he was aware of a thing called the pen addict he did not know who brad dowdy was correct okay I think that's fair. That's the feeling I got from him anyway. Like he didn't he didn't say, "Oh, you know, he's like, "Oh, okay." Like when I introduced myself or someone introducing to him is like, "Oh, that registers." Yeah, which I guess in a way, I don't know, is more important really that he knows what the pan addict is than you. Maybe, I don't know. Yeah, but like he doesn't know like do I even review pilot pins? Like we never had a discussion about the blog or sure. anything like that. Sure. 
So yeah, I would say he generally didn't know me, but other than hearing like the phrase pen addict in passing kind of yeah. thing. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, he brought all the things and he brought the seven God set from the hundredth anniversary. And you'll be proud of me, Mike. I didn't make a hundred and first anniversary joke. Yes, to I him. am actually proud of you that you didn't um, make a joke to the man. To the man. Even though some of Dromgul's customers and our listeners were prodding me on uh, to, hey, have you mentioned the... I'm like, you know, I, I don't think I'm... No, that's probably not the time or the no. place. <laughs> and he's he's a super nice guy. And we, we talked a bunch. Uh, and I got to learn a lot of things from him about how Pilot USA interacts with Japan. Um, for example, our Capless 20 decimo talk that we had last week about the 20 limited edition decimo Capless vanishing point style pens that were being released, um, you know, mostly in Japan and the, the Asian market. Pilot USA has an opportunity to get those, and he explained to me in no uncertain terms and in very great detail why that's probably not going to happen in the U.S. market, right? They're restrictive on how you can order the pens, and they're very expensive, and he's just not sure that his customers, which are retailers like Dromgools and every other retailer we use, will be able to sell them. Yeah. So, like, because it was, I mean, you explained this in Refill, your wonderful mm-hmm. newsletter that people should subscribe to. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, you have to, as a retailer, order them in sets of five. You can't order specific colors. And that's that. And if you want to order any set of five, you have to commit to all 20 sets. Yes. That all 20 yes. pens. So it's not very it's retailer friendly. Incredibly hostile to retailers. Yes. And expensive to boot, like over mm-hmm. $200 for these pens, like in the $230 individually for these pens. So like he was very open, like, and sat there and had this conversation with several of us who were interested in this pen. Well, I guess the biggest takeaway that I had from this was that Pilot USA is available to get certain things. It's just got to make sense from Pilot USA as a business. It's almost like the business is run. They're the same company, but the business is run separately from Japan. Japan's not saying, hey, here, sell this. Pilot USA is saying, we're going to choose out of what you have available to us to mm-hmm. sell that we think is going to work best in our market. This so, is something that's very normal to multinational corporations. They mm-hmm. are effectively run as multiple uh, singular companies mm-hmm. that have a link between them. Mm-hmm. Yep. So it was a great conversation. Like, and we talked about, you know, just vanishing point limited editions and, you know, will there ever be anything and then different in the 823 that, you know, we might be able to get our hands on, you know, these are all like in the maybe category, his favorite phrase to me the whole time. Like I've, he's never been, he was never asked a question by myself or anyone there that he hasn't been asked a thousand times before. And he brings these up to Japan and his answer to us when we were asking these questions where they didn't say yes, but they haven't said no. So like, that's where a lot of this is. Like he gets all of the customer feedback and like anything like we could come up with has been approached. And 
you know, it's just basically like he brings this up and they didn't turn it down, <laughs> right? They didn't say yes, but they haven't said no yet. So that's where a lot of this is with Pilot. And uh, it was really interesting to get to hear all of this type of thing. So it was uh, it was pretty cool. I appreciated his insight. Um, oh, yeah. You know, and we've obviously traded information now and he was he was, uh, you know, he liked what I did. And, you know, maybe, you know, if there's ever a chance, we'll work together in the future. Like, but, you know, I work through all the retailers anyway. So but it's good to have like to be able to ask him a question. Like I said, he's gotten all the questions, right? Mm-hmm. That's so, a cool contact to have. It's a cool contact. to have. I mean, if yeah. anything, that makes the trip worthwhile. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, the trip worthwhile was just being able to see this stuff. Like, mm-hmm. he brought, like, the $9,500 Emperor pin for this year's 2019 Emperor pin, which is Right, you never would have big... got to see it otherwise. Yeah, um, nor did I need to see it. Like, that's not something if it was at a pin show I would hunt down because I need to see that. But getting to see it was mm-hmm. very cool, right? It's like a curio, really, you know. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So it's just neat. That's what when you get to um, talk with with people like John and David, you get to see the things they're working on, see what's in the hopper and see what's um, what's important to them right now and like what's popular. And then you get to see some like get some rare insight at uh, different things going on in in their in their uh, brand. So it was very cool. I, I thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed my time with them um, at the at drum goals this weekend. So it was great. Now being around these people and being around this store for essentially like a day and a half straight, you can't help but browse around. Right. Naturally. Naturally. No, I mean, and I knew going in that I'm going to buy something or multiple things like Mm -hmm. for various reasons, either for myself for giveaways. And I even made a small list of sailor inks, which we'll talk about in a little bit. And like one of the things at the top of my list was to see the Sailor 4AM, which is the North American limited edition. That we spent a bunch of time talking about last week. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, I was questioning, you know, and uh, as a lot of people were, the idea of, well, why don't you make the nib match the black ion plating of all of the hardware on the pen instead of, you know, the rhodium plating, like the bright silver plating on the nib and like i was totally on let's make it black ion and charge me 60 dollars more like i think i think that's you know a fair stance to take but in in person like when i saw it like it didn't the shininess of the nib didn't stand out to where i felt wow this is a real outlier for this design to make me not want it and of course i bought it um i bought the large size this is a this is actually the first 1911 large. So this is how hmm. I justified it to myself. This is the first 1911 large that I own. Um, because I really just got into the 1911 with the Royal Tangerine. And that was the small one, the standard. Oh, I really hate that whole, their whole naming convention thing. It just causes confusion anyway. So the large I bought and, uh, I really like it. I bought it with an extra fine nib. The color is Awesome. The black ion plating of all the external hardware is awesome. And the nib, of course, is great. It's extra fine. And honestly, it's not too fine, which is great. I already have a needle point. So in a Rialo that I just got that I love, and this is way different than that. So it's just an all-around good pen. And while I was sitting there debating it, this was definitely the hottest pen in the store. 
that weekend because it was new. Everyone likes Sailor. Um, it's a decent enough price point. And people were trying them out left and right. And I know they sold a bunch of them this mm. weekend. Uh, people, the, the consensus was that people liked them and didn't have an issue with the Silver Nib, which I figured was going to be the case, right? I said, like, they'll sell all of these. Um, but I did get to thinking, was like, well, I have two black Sailor Nibs at home. I could swap into this. Like, if it's really bothering me for some reason, the Black Luster Sailor Pen... Um, which is a 1911 model, but it's got a metal grip section and a black nib. And then the um, Imperial Black, which is a Pro Gear model, also has the black nib. I could pull one of those nibs, put it in here. But the more I got to looking at it, the more reasons I found to not make that swap and just stick with the rhodium plated nib, which I really, really like. And I think it looks good. It writes good. It's that pen, right? I could mix and match all kinds of pens and do all kinds of different things. But then I get into like a bad place of like having everything mixed up and forgetting where things go, mm. even though this one would be pretty easy uh, to, you know, reverse if I wanted to, but I was like, well, it, let's at least try it for a while with the standard nib that it came with. And I quite like it. I like it a lot actually. And I think I will use this pen a lot. So very happy with it. The one thing about these black nibs that I thought about popping into this 4 a.m. I got them both out and photographed them for Instagram because people were asking me, you know, did they match and what did they look like? The black luster nib would be an exact match to it. The imperial black nib, which I've used a lot more and cleaned a lot more, did not look good. And it looked like it's starting to, I don't want to say corrode, yet until I go clean it more, but it's not pretty, right? It's got some, you know, the exterior is breaking down, if you will, and it didn't look that great. I think I can probably clean it and it's fine, but maybe it's just an effect of over cleaning in the past and not using it a lot recently to keep it in good shape. But this would be a mark in the column of why would you want a black nib in the first place? Because I do think they feel different. And they're going to change more physically, you know, either in looks um, or whatever over time as you use them, as ink interacts with them, as you clean them. And, uh, you know, this is maybe what it would look like down the line. And do you really want that? So I have very much less of a problem with the nib choice in retrospect. And I'm really enjoying this pen so far. Um. I think that it would look really cool with the whole nib, like, uh, and grip section from the Black Luster, like the, yeah. the metal one. I think that that would actually look really good. I will probably do that. Yeah, I think you should at least give that one a go and see what it looks like. I think that would be a kind of a cool customization. Yeah. And that's also kind of fun to, like, customize it in some way. Yeah, and that's a dead simple swap, right? Just screwing off the front end mm -hmm. grip section. And someone on Reddit did that. Um, which I just happened to see. I was like, oh yeah, that's the idea that I was I was thinking about and it looks really good. The good thing about that for me is that nib in that pen is a medium. So I have two very different feels I will get from swapping these up. And I will definitely do that eventually. But initially I wanted to go with the stock nib. Yeah, that's probably a good idea. Mm -hmm. Just at least so you can get an idea like, you know, this is how they decided to sell it and et cetera, yes. et cetera. And then you can kind of work out what you want to do after that, I guess. 
Yes. Mm. I, don't, I don't know if I'd somehow missed the Black Luster or like forgot that it existed. Mm-hmm. It's a cool pen. It's a fantastic pen. It like, this was years and years ago and it just appeared and then vanished. Like all of a sudden, I don't know that it was limited. I don't know if they just did like a stock thing. I don't even remember the story about it. But that was one that I knew I wanted like immediately. I remember getting mm. it very quickly when it came out. And then it just went away and you never heard about it again. They've kept the Imperial Black going, which is the one in the Pro Gear lineup. But this one they don't for, I, I, I don't know why. It's fantastic and it's different enough from what they what they offer to where I would, I would think they would continue it. Talk about fantastic. Yesterday, uh. my uh, Sparkling Royal... <laughs> Pro Gear arrived. Sparkling Royal Purple from Pensachi. Mm-hmm. I absolutely love this pen. It's really good. It came in a Wancha box, which makes me feel like it's a Wancha special edition. Maybe. I would imagine so. so uh, you would think they would say in like the product thing, probably. Yeah. yeah I don't know. Maybe. I haven't ever seen anything. It doesn't have any branding either on it. Yeah. But Wancha does several Sailor Limited editions. Mm-hmm. So I think I mentioned this on the show uh, last week, but it was funny to think. It's my third standard size Pro Gear. Mm-hmm. Like I only have three. You think of all mm-hmm. the Sailor pens that I own. This is mm-hmm. the this is like the third one that I have that's a standard size. The rest of mine are slims mostly, and I have some esoteric sizes. Um, this pen, everything about it, I love. The I love the uh, transparent purple. Um, I have a gold, like a converter with a gold, like a gold part in it, which is great because the gold matches with the gold uh, furniture, which also looks fantastic. Did I, it come with that converter? Can I ask um, you that? I bought it. Okay. I added it on. Yeah. I have never seen a Sailor gold plated converter yeah. like, that comes with that comes with a pin. So that's great. I got that's that cool as, an, match. as an extra. Um, mm-hmm. The the fact that the, the the sparkly part is multiple colors and they've done a really great thing of like it looks like it's it well it definitely is it's inset throughout all the resin so when you look at it you see like a layered effect gotcha right so there's there's depth to the the sparkliness in the body um it looks as good on the you know it looks as good on the finial and i really love the white cap white grip section um, I just think that that really sets it off. I, I mean, I don't, you know, I now have like two sailor pens that have a lot of white featured in them, but on the Magic of Alice, it's like it's more dull and it has the sparkly in it. But on this pen, it's like a real bright, like ivory white. Um, I, I really, really do like this pen an awful lot. Uh, and I filled it with the uh, Colt Pens Philip, which is the oh, purple nice. one. Which is purple and gold if you can get a sheen on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's also I also got a medium nib for this one, which is also mm-hmm. uh, ref. It's now my second medium nib um, in sailor pens. I seem to buy much more weird nibs of sailor pens. I don't know why, but now I have now I have another medium. Yeah, that's funny you say that. One about the weird nibs. One sailor offers them, right? Not everybody that's offers true. as deep of a it's lineup. It's like I have like two or three zoom nibs just because I can have them. Right. And two, I bought a zoom nib in the standard 4AM. Did I do that right? I don't even know. <laughs> the name, the smaller 4AM to give away right. on the blog. So I have a giveaway this week on the blog where I'm giving away the 4am so if i'm going to do a giveaway i'm going to do one of the cool nibs right like yeah. zoom so i absolutely yeah, adore totally. sailor zoom nib yeah it's not for me 
Oh, I love it. It might be like it's it's high up there as one of my very very favorite nibs. Crazy. It works for me so well. It's just like a crazy broad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I just didn't get enough variation. Like there should be there is variation. Like it's designed to have a type of variation based mm-hmm. on the angle you hold the nib at. And it wasn't different enough for me. Right. Okay. But, I get I, it. but you and I, you and I write differently, though, right? So we it's, do, and like for me, you know, like the 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 Sailor Zoom nib is just like a big round, like broad nib, and for yes. it being so round means it works almost flawlessly for me. Like mm-hmm. I never get scratching or skipping, like no matter how weirdly I hold the pen, right? Like there's always like right. a good good coverage, so it's one of the reasons it was, I find it so smooth because it, it works really well for me. But but anyway, but back to the uh, the sparkling royal purple uh big fan i love it so this is a it looks great excellent edition this is going to be one of those pens that like in a couple of years i bring to a pen show and people are like what is that one you know totally so it's got that look to it for sure yeah i i think they're great looking i am you know it's it's not enough for me to jump through the screen and throw money at it but i think it's awesome in yeah in the same aspect, right? I really so, love yeah. the weird collection that I'm like either the mask. <laughs> you know, like between this, like the Magic of Alice, and then the Japan Steel. Mm-hmm. That's like those three. Like they they will turn heads at pen shows. So does the the fifth anniversary bong box as well. The gold one. Yeah. Because that has the metal grip section too. Right. Which I love. You're you, the black. It's also got the black nib. You are making me yep. think. Uh, how fun it might be to start mixing and matching some of these pro gears. Totally. I have so many Just, now, I could start making my own. <laughs> Just keep track of it, yeah. That's oh, it. who knows? <laughs> yeah, maybe I need to start. If Before I do that, I need to start a number spreadsheet. Before I start right, messing right, around with right. It. So the sailor portion of our show, I think maybe some people would like it to be over with, but I'm not ready to go there yet. We, because we can't, also... yes, we have things to talk about. Sailor is a big part of the show. I will not accept criticism. I won't. So I want to say, okay, before I do this, I, I did want to mention one thing about purchasing this Sailor 4AM for me, uh, for my personal use at Drum Goals. It is the one pen that stood out for my personal taste, style, mm-hmm. and writing style in that entire store that mm-hmm. I wanted to take home with me. Like, it just fits me. So that's, like, why I like Sailor so much, because it fits me and yep. what I would like to get out of a pen. You know, I had my choice of every pen in the entire room, and I picked a pen of which I now probably have over 10 of, right? Even though not the same style, you know, the same length and shape. Um, but, like, I could not... If I bought a different pen, I would not enjoy it as much as this pen. You know? Mm-hmm. So, Sailor Ink Studio, Mike. I picked out a handful of colors. I had zero other than a couple of samples. And I knew I would be able to get some at Drum Ghouls. Yeah, this is the ink that uh, I learned about mostly from Adina. Like, I, I knew that it existed, but I'd mostly right. p- ignored it because it's like an incomprehensible naming scheme. It's just like, yeah. they're just numbers and that's yeah. it, right? And that, and that doesn't work for my brain, especially when it comes to ink. 
But these the Sailor Ink Studio is like this is where Sailor will allow for companies to create their own inks in the same way they allow them to create pens. And then the ones that they think are the nicest uh, combinations, they release under the Sailor Ink Studio line. But they are typically just three-digit numbers of the names of the inks. Yeah, so there are 100 inks in this lineup. There is some rhyme or reason to the numbering I'm sure there has this. to be, because if there's only 100 inks, but some one of them scored 941, then there has to be a code, right? Yeah, yeah, but we don't have enough time on this podcast to lay that out. So we have some good links in the show notes that I used when I was shopping for mine. One mountain of ink, Kelly did a swab sampling of all 100 inks. Whoa, and what a so beautiful did image on that page. Uh, yeah, so uh, Yagen at Macchiato Man. Uh, also did the same thing, did 100 swabs, and broke down the naming numbering convention uh, as best as mm-hmm. possible. So if you want to figure out why they're numbered, how they're numbered, he takes a crack at it. Because it's not official, right? He just he basically sorted it out as best as he could, and it made a lot of sense. But yeah, you'll have to go read that. And we'll put the link in the show notes, because these are two great resources for these inks and that's what i used to pick out these swabs i had both their sites pulled up and i just kind of scrolled through and looked at if i was on one site i'd find a color that interested me then i'd go to the other site to see if they kind of had the same representation of the swab and if i felt that that was like a good choice for me so out of these ink colors i picked i I chose i wrote down five i came home with four of them so 450 is a purple, 767 is a bright green, 941 is kind of a tealish blue-black, and 773 is an orange. So I sampled them on stream yesterday, and I love the 941, which, shocker, is the blue-black with teal. That's what I have inked up in my 4 a.m. It has a lot of character when I was doing the swab. And then that was about it. <laughs> I like I wasn't like head over heels with the rest of them which means I need to test them out more in pens. So the 450 purple was a little bit brighter than I was thinking was going to be, but it's really pretty. It's not as bright as something like Imperial Purple, but I like a dustier purple. Uh, 767 is a good bright green. I'm going to try that against uh, Graphon Faber-Castell's Viper Green. I think 731 has more yellow in it. I want to try that. And 773 is like the super hot popular orange, and it is really red in my samples, which I don't really care for red oranges. So I want to ink that up and try it in some pens and see what the effect gets. So, you know, I think, I don't know. I may just end up keeping one of these inks, the 941 and giving, giving these away. And I got four more ink colors, which I didn't even write down to give away. So Dylan, the, the ink sommelier at drum ghouls, he is a big fan of the sailor ink studio. So I told him to pick out his four favorite colors, so I'm going to give those away as well. So nice. look for more giveaways uh, for Sailor Ink Studio. I just may be giving away some of my own stash because with ink, I have to want to use it more than what I already have. And the only one that I feel right now without more testing is 941, which is a really pretty kind of blue-black. So, you know, do I need all these inks? No. Did they knock my socks off? No. So I don't know that I'm like rushing out to try to dabble in more i'll look at some more samples right this is the concept that brought us sailor one two three ink 
right? So that's that's the ink that made this entire ink studio lineup happen, uh, become a thing, because it is such a different looking ink, and there's very few other inks in this 100 that live up to that. And you know, there's there are a couple other ones that I would be interested in seeing that are really out there, but the more I have standard somehow inks, never seen this ink, and that is bananas. Yeah. It's like so, purpley green with some pink in yeah. it. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah. It's weird, right? That's So that's the ink. It probably sells two or three times more than any other ink because it's so different, right? Anyone can get something probably pretty close to the 941 that I love. I probably have it in my closet of doom right now, right? But there's nothing like 123 out there. Hmm. So just really neat so i I brought home a bunch of inks brought home a bunch of inks and uh including 123 so that was one of dylan's favorites of course and we'll uh we'll be giving that away as well so yeah there you go that was my uh initial dalliance with sailor uh studio inks and i'm just resoundingly average on them sounds great (laughs) (laughs) hey buy them all Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Moo, the online print and design company specializing in customizable business cards, postcards, stickers, and more for you and your business. If you're new to Moo, you can order a free sample pack on their website. Just go to Moo.com so you can see what their products look like and hold in your hand, and then you'll know they will be perfect for your next business card, for your next product. And hey, they have an amazing sale right now which i'm going to tell you about in just a second but you don't want to miss it if you've been sitting and thinking you want to buy some moo products now is the time moo offer a full suite of products including business cards postcards invitations letterheads stickers flyers so you can seamlessly promote yourself and your brand and the holiday season is coming i know you don't want to hear me say that because it feels way too soon but Mm -hmm. like we were thinking about our our, uh, holiday cards moo do greetings cards so we're probably Mm going to get ours well we are actually going to get ours made at moo (laughs) Nice. Because they have such wonderful finishes, such wonderful details they can add to your products. Gold foil, silver foil, raised spot gloss, letterpress. All these little touches will make you stand out. If you don't fancy designing your own business card, Moo recently rolled out templates for them. So uh, they're inspired by the most creative customers. So you can really uh, make something that looks fantastic. They have wonderful notebooks as well, like their luxurious hardcover, which features Swiss binding. Every page lays flat. And it's all premium paper and a tough tactile cover. So Moo has a flash sale going on right now. They are offering 30% of stickers and labels, greetings cards, postcards, note cards, invitations, flyers, and accessories. There's 30% off a whole host of products. It is the perfect time to create the holiday greetings cards, invitations, and gift labels. The sale excludes gift cards and shipping, but it does include everything you need to get ready for the holidays. So go to moo.com slash relay right now, and you will get 30% off. That is moo.com slash relay relay and you will get that discount automatically applied at checkout 30 percent. don't miss it moo.com slash relay go now oh thanks to move for the support of this show wow i saw Lovely. something exciting on twitter yeah that you and brian have finally shipped the <laughs> final spoke pen Woo-hoo, that's brian let's give a big big round of applause to to brian for like hammering out these last two months of spoke pen shipments he he crushed it uh it's been a long process i know we're both happy it is done but the last and uh of the kickstarter spoke pens shipped out yesterday 
Um, he is very relieved. Uh, I am very relieved for him because he did the lion's share of the work of the assembly and mm-hmm. shipping for this. So thank you, Brian, for uh, for sticking with this and fighting through all the challenges that we had during this campaign. And thanks to everyone who supported us and was patient with us. The feedback has been out of this world. Like I, it's been like even beyond Brian and and uh, mine's wildest dreams of what people think about the pin when they get it in hand. So I'm very happy about that. So now we're gonna take. Uh, we have a call this afternoon. I don't have dates or times for when they're gonna be available on the site, but we're gonna talk about that. But it's not gonna be imminent because we're gonna take some time to build up some inventory before going. Uh, live with that so how long that will be i don't know it will be before christmas sometimes um but you know it could be a we might just take a month to just build so we have inventory to ship instead of uh the other way around instead of selling and then having to build to meet all the sales so stay tuned follow spoke pen online all the all the socials um and uh, we'll let you know when they're ready to roll also i got the Second to last shipment of Burton pin cases in the A5 pouch that we did for the Kickstarter. That project is done, but I knew I'd have about a hundred left over to sell directly. Um, it's going to be a problem <laughs> selling these because they're just going to. I'll. I we have way more people wanting them than I have inventory, so I'm just going to put them out through the newsletter. You should sign up to the Knock newsletter. And I don't know what day it's going to happen. It won't be this week. I will tell you that right now. Um, But next week, I'll probably have an email one day in the afternoon to try to get through, to try to allow as many people to buy them as possible. But there's going to be some upset folks because uh, to pat ourselves on the back, just like I did with Spokepen, this design really resonated with people. Um, I'm very happy with it. Jeff is very happy with it. And our customers are very happy with it. I'm very happy too. (laughs) so we'll do some more next year at some point but for this style this model um it will uh it it, i there'll be like a hundred and i know that's gonna be a problem but you know it is what it is that's kind of uh you know that's kind of how this one wrapped up but uh I'm thrilled with it, so we'll get those out probably next week. But just sign up to the Knock newsletter if you're not, and that's going to be how I'm going to notify people. Yeah, jeez, just sign up to the newsletter. What's wrong with you? (laughs) Jeez. It's like I'm not going to do lotteries, and I'm not just going to like put it online. Like if you're I mean, like, in the it's, newsletter, it's not I, that it's popular, hard. right? Like you know, it's like it's not worth no. going to those limits uh, to those. Yeah, levels, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, but like uh, people will be upset. Like I want everyone to have the case that they want, but you know, it's not going to happen. So well, you know, just resign just, to that fact. They should just throw money at you, and then you can make more of them. <laughs> you ready to hit some ask TP- ask TPA this week? Yep, we got the Ask TPA question to uh, of all Ask TPA questions to start off today it comes from Mark. Mm-hmm. Mark wants to know what pen should I buy? All right, so there's a story here, and um, you you will enjoy this. So I'm at Drum Ghouls, and this is gosh, was this Friday? Yeah, I think this was Friday night. So Mark, who you do not know, except you do know on Twitter, he is the gentleman who last year around the time I was going to Drum Ghouls, was listening to like 14 episodes a day and was telling you every time he finished episodes. Oh, and he's pretty I remember sure you, Mark. 
he's pretty sure you hate him because of I that. I don't hate him. I don't hate him, but I do remember him. <laughs> so that's Mark. So Mark just walks up to me. He, he goes, Brad, I haven't asked you. If I remember said, rightly with Mark, it was one of those things where I asked him to stop, but he said he wouldn't. If I remember, it was like the way yep. that went. Okay. That's, that's it. <laughs> So he's like, I'm pretty sure Mike hates me or has has me blocked or something. And I was like, yeah, maybe so. <laughs> but uh, yeah, he just, he walks up to me. We'd already talked a bunch that day and he walks up. He's like, hey, I haven't asked TBA question. I'm like, okay, let me write it down. He goes, what pin should I buy? And I just started dying laughing. Like it was hilarious. I, I, I found that to just be hilarious. Plus I wanted to tell you, uh, to remind you about uh, Mark's uh, thoroughness mm. in informing you of his listening habits, <laughs> because I know uh, you appreciate it. I'm just at pleased the time. he's caught up. All right. So, what pin should he buy? What advice do you have for him? I'm probably going to dip back into the well of last week for like uh-huh. the all-time fave, uh-huh. the Lamy uh-huh. 2000. So, you're not going to believe this. Is that what you told him? <laughs> no, I didn't okay. give him an answer. I said I'm going to put this on the show. But later that night, Mark said, hey, I am going to, I'm, I'm learning shorthand. What fountain pen do you think would be good, that, good for that? And I said probably like the Lamy 2000 or the Pilot Falcon, and he ended up buying a Lamy 2000. So that's Boom, did it. Nailed it. hilarious. I am the king of RSTPA now. I just think that I, I've said this before. I, I haven't said this for a long time, I think. But mm-hmm. I think if you are a pen addict who has a mm-hmm. substantial collection of pens and the Lamy 2000 is not a part of that, you should rectify it because it is one of Agreed. the all-time greats. And it unfortunately gets forgotten about a lot, mostly because Lamy basically have forgotten about this pen, which they're sitting on what could be an absolute gold mine for them if they just put some colors into it, right? Like just release hire new me. ones. I mean, uh, hire, it's real easy uh, fix. Brad. It's very easy to fix this, this situation. Mm-hmm. It's just hire Brad. Um, and, uh, but they, they seem to refuse to do it. And maybe it's they can't. I mean, I don't know what the reasons are, but, you know, I, I don't really know if there's constrictions around that material that they use i don't know but it seems peculiar you know i go back to my conversation with john from pilot there's reasons like that we're not privileged to right Mm -hmm. even though we're still going to yell and complain believe me there they've had that question (laughs) asked probably tens of thousands of times by now right so i just think it's funny so we don't typically do shout outs on the show because i feel like the show would then just become shout outs like that mm-hmm. we would be like its whole other section but the mm-hmm. the serendipity of this email that i received from stefan made me want to read it because i think it's really fun so <laughs> some time ago my wife april and i were riding in the car together and i turned on upgrade so that's another show that i do with jason snell she looked at me and said is that mike hurley i listened to him on the pen addict uh, Stefan said, it was our pina colada song moment. You know, you like pina colada and you go dancing in the rain. Uh-huh. I love this. So they were both listening to different shows. So mm-hmm. Stefan was listening to Upgrade. April was listening to The Pen Addict. I mean, there's no reason why it would necessarily come up. Yeah, it's their they, independent like, the, uh, feeds, right? Yeah. it's like, And it's also just like I listen to 
podcasts, Me Too, like you don't necessarily mm-hmm. talk about it, right? Like my assumption right. would be that Stefan is interested in technology, April is interested in pens, and maybe they don't mm-hmm. share a ton of overlap in those interests. So right. they just listen to what they listen to. But it must have been such a weird moment for them <laughs> totally. to come across that. But Stefan, uh, he, he told me a little bit about his wife, who seems mm-hmm. like a really amazing person, and I wanted to read just a little bit about this. I thought it was really mm-hmm. nice. So, April has recently been identified as rich as a Richmond Times Dispatch Person of the Year in Virginia. I know Richmond, Virginia, because where Casey's from. And Goulet pins. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Casey always sends me pictures when he drives by that. <laughs> Every single time. He's, he's lovely like that. Um, she has developed and runs her amazing Pathways to Science program, providing STEM opportunities for high school age Latinas. Uh, she also runs her NOYCE program. Now, as a, see, as a fan of Brooklyn Nine-Nine, all I see is noise, but mm-hmm. she runs her noise program, working uh, to give college students free tuition in exchange for a few years teaching in disadvantaged schools after graduation. Uh, there so were she's a, bunch a little of, awesome. Yeah, there's there was actually like a, a whole list of things I had to like mm-hmm. trim it down. Like uh, <laughs> April seems to work very hard for education, but Stefan said most important to me, she is a great wife and mother. She doesn't do this the accolades just because she cares about everyone having an equal opportunity. So I wanted to just mention that April, you seem like an awesome person. Uh, Stefan, you seem like a great husband too for writing in for this, and I just found it all a very heartwarming moment that I wanted to share with our audience true so yeah um we don't normally do this and i feel like awesome to be able to do this sometimes so april you're amazing and stefan thanks for sending this in and this is just fantastic y'all made my day and uh you know maybe i can live up to be as awesome as april one day she's fantastic Next question comes from Peter. Thanks to the pen addict, I'm a new lover of fountain pens. I've acquired my first, a Pilot Metropolitan with Pilot Namiki blue-black ink, and I've truly enjoyed adding an analog form of writing and note-taking to my life. As I delve further into fountain pens, I'd like to get something that fits with the other themes in my life. As my favorite video game is Portal, I was thinking about how it would be to have a set of Portal-themed fountain pens, one orange and one blue. I did a bit of searching, but didn't come up with anything that felt right together. Uh, given Mike's playthrough of the game, I was wondering if you'd have any suggestions for a pair of pens even GLaDOS would approve of and if either of you happen to have strong feelings about orange or blue inks to fill the pens I'd love to hear them <laughs> do we have do we opinions have on orange feelings. and blue you know what I'm going to say for the orange and blue Pilot Orochisuku Kompeki and Pilot Orochifuyugaki they match the portal colors very closely yeah, I won't argue with either of those. And and for the pen, all I can think about is back when Karis Customs started doing their first round of anodizing, they did orange and blue together. Mm-hmm. And I think at the time we might have even called them the portal pens. Uh, this was years ago, but that is stuck into my head. So you're going to have to get something like that anodization from you know one of the metal pen manufacturers to get something to where you can get two pens, right? Like you can get, you know, two sailors or two platinums or whatever, but are you going to find something that is that complimentary? You know, you could kind of maybe do it with the translucency in the pilot custom 92. I think it is the one with the rounded tips. They have a translucent orange and a translucent blue. That might be a fun thing to do. And then those inks would be really good as well. So, yeah. Yeah. I was thinking if Twisby made, an orange Twisby Go. Mm. 
Uh, that would be very portal portalish because yeah, it's also I wouldn't put clear. It past them. You know, right. like if they did an orange one, you match it up with the blue one. But you could also go with a blue and orange Twisby Eco. Yes, definitely. That would work too because they're also like they've got the great colors to them, um, and they're also. Uh, uh, they also have a lot of transparency to them, so they could be mm-hmm. cool. And then also, you would see the ink sloshing around inside. Right. So and that's going to be my very, pick, Twisby Eco. Yeah. I lo- I, anytime we can like do video game or any type of, you know, let's try to match up the thing questions I'm, I'm all about. Even mm-hmm. though we're probably wrong, like that's no, terrible idea wrong. most of the time. Uh, this one I feel pretty good about. So yeah, I think we can get this done. So yeah, should be good. Times Reader writes in and says, what would you recommend to someone who is not core pen audience, doesn't want to spend a lot of money, and is just interested in a basic, durable, nice, reliable pen to jot down random bits and pieces for later processing? I have never pen-abled someone harder than your buddy, Stephen Hackett, with the Uniball Jetstream Sport. I know that's not the answer you were looking for. It is what you it were is. thinking fountain pen. They didn't specifically say fountain no, pen. No, I wouldn't have gone with fountain pen for this. That doesn't seem if right. If you want durable, nice, reliable pen, it may not fall in the nice category. Technically, it's very nice for what it is, but it's like a 250 you yeah. know, rubber I know this pen. pen very well from knowing Stephen. He's used it for years, since the first time he came on the pen attic back when we started. Um, and he's never changed. Like, I can, like, really, um, you know, appreciate that. Um, like, John Gruber has been singularly using the Zebra Sarasa clip. He's now switched, actually, to the .5, he says, because his eyesight's getting bad from the... He's using .3 before. <laughs> so, like, this is a, a tougher question than it should be because I take it too seriously. But, like, that's why I said, like, the Jetstream first, like... This is this is a pen you get that you can get at the grocery store sometimes mm-hmm. that is better than every other pen you're using on a daily basis if you're not into pens, right? It just is. So I don't know if that's the sexy answer, but like that's I feel like that's the answer. You know, the the pens off the store shelf, like this the the Sino. Signo 307, Uniball. Signo 307, awesome pen. Uniball Vision, uh, Elite, awesome pen. So, you know, like you can get some really killer stuff if you know which one to buy. Mm-hmm. So I'm I'm open to elaboration on that times reader. If you have some more specifics uh, to, to hit on, we can do that for sure. Praxis needs some planner advice. What would be your recommendation for weekly planners? I've been checking out the Hobonichi Techo Weeks and Midori Pouch Diary, but want to know if there's anything more that I might be overlooking. I've never heard of the Midori Pouch Diary. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know that one either. Um, I'll have to to look at that. So um, my recommendation is the Traveler's Weekly Planner which is similar to the weeks, but fits in the traveler's notebook system. So I think that's great. Um, I use Sumkin this year. They made that style. They're not making it this year. Um, but look at what Sumkin's doing. That's something different. And they make unique kind of um, uh, diaries like that, that are more weeks style, the Hobonichi Techo yep. weeks style, than your big bulky stuff. I bought Adina for her birthday, Sumkin uh, making a sketching Mm-hmm. Like planner, 
Yes. Which is really nice. It is really cool. Like, and it's also yeah. a very clever thing to do. They're so. they're doing a good job. They are. I, doing I really good stuff. like. I really like their stuff, and mm-hmm. that's like kind of out of nowhere. The only other thing, and this is adding. This is where your decisions between what you're looking for matter the most. Like the weeks and the pouch diary and the things I've recommended tend to be simpler and easier to use. And then you get into the G-Bun Techo, which is can be overwhelming. But if you need, if you just want to lay eyeballs on something completely different, um, check that out. Um, it's, uh, it's the, uh, it's the kind of one of the bigger popular planners, like the full size Hobonichi Techo, the A6 sizes and the A5 sizes. So it's like that even to uh, the nth degree. And our last question today will come from KS Mahoney, who asks Have you seen or used notebooks from the company Back Pocket? Yeah, we've totally seen these. They've had, they did, the, I think they did those space notebooks so yep, like the years SpaceX ago. Ones. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. I'm so I don't, even then, I don't ever think I use them, so I don't know. But they're cool. They're nice. They lack something for me. Uh, they hmm. they look a little unfinished. Sure, sure. You know, um, straight edges, um, basic staples. I I like the designs. Like it would be worth trying for the designs, but I can't vouch for the internals I, because I've never used them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, no, my thing. So, yeah, they look cool. I I, I like the styles. Uh, of them so i would totally give them a shot and uh just know that you know you'll have to test the paper when you get them all right that wraps it up for this week's episode if you'd like to send in a question to be asked on a future show just send in a tweet with the hashtag ask tpa you can find brad online he is dowdyism on twitter penaddict on instagram go to penaddict.com and if you want to catch brad's twitch streams go to twitch.tv slash penaddict when brad uh, Tuesday and Thursday mornings, 10 a.m. Eastern time. Fresh lighting setup coming Thursday. Be there to see Woo! me in all my lit up glory because we had a tough time on Tuesday. All right. Big illuminated boy, Brad Dowdy. <laughs> uh, thanks to Moo for their support of this show. If I'm iMike, I am YKE on Instagram. You should follow me there. And uh, I'm going to be away next week, but Brad's going to have a wonderful guest. Um, you remembered this, right? You got the week right this time. <laughs> Yeah. Good news. You know, it would have been fine. I could have recorded and we could have published it then anyway, Mm -hmm. and I wouldn't have been in trouble, except I wouldn't have shown up for today. That's exactly right. (laughs) (laughs) So it wouldn't have been it wouldn't have been that great. But yeah, I'll be back in a couple of weeks. Brad will be back next week. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad.